Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about all the allegations that are going for going on with um, Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. We also talk about all the NFL free agents, all the signings, all the deals that was done, um, which teams improved, which teams took a step back. We're going to talk all NFL. We're also going to get into talk about the NCAA mar- um, tournament that's going on right now. Um, what surprises out there? What disappointments? And are we okay with what we're seeing right now in the NCAA? tournaments my co-host nice and smooth join me on guys talking sports and that begins right now what's up everybody welcome to another edition of guys talking sports we appreciate all the love and support out there thanks for the subscriptions thanks for all the love um but we got a lot to talk about because we was on hiatus last week and we definitely got a lot of sports to jump right into and talk about so without any further ado let's get right into it i got my co-host nice and smooth with me so fellas what's going on how you guys doing i hope y'all enjoyed y'all week off and ready to get things going. But first of all, how are you guys doing? Uh, sometimes I rhyme slow, sometimes I rhyme quick. Quick, <laughs> quick. <laughs> uh, doing well, man. I had to, you know, last week I was getting, uh, you know, kitchen kitchen redone due to uh, water water and mold damage. So uh, oh. everything, is, everything is pretty much done. Just got to get a few additional things taken care of. But... My first floor doesn't look like a war zone. Speaking of which, what are we going to play that again? Well, that's another story for another day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll come back to that. <laughs> I haven't heard big booms in my headphones in a while. Anyway. No. No. <laughs> uh, good, man. Good. Uh, happy that the vaccines are coming. Crazy that I ain't going to Miami no time soon. Remember when we said Texas was off the list? Well, Miami's off the list too. <laughs> yeah, fact, all, of, all of a sudden, the world is just, just, just done. <laughs> I'm not going to front that. Those seeing those videos kind of brought me back to Daytona Beach, but I digress. Yeah, um, there wasn't a global pandemic. Going no, on. no. I mean, yeah, of course, <laughs> minus the global pandemic, of course. But it does kind of bring. It was a nostalgia there. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I, remember. I mean, I mean, I, I. It just made me reminisce, but it doesn't make me want to go there now. That's for sure. Oh, uh, but you know, everything's good, man. Everything's cool. You know, just uh, just not trying to be like your boy, like you know, right now. Uh, very unfortunate situation he's got himself into. Yes, very inf- yes, very unfortunate situation indeed. And of course, we'll just get right into it and talk about it. Um, Deshaun Watson being was let go by the Houston Texans. And- whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. I haven't I haven't checked Bleacher Report in about a couple hours. Um, okay. can, can you can you repeat what you just said? Okay, wasn't I? I guess believe me, that was me. But I could have sworn I saw the news report saying that Houston Texans released Deshaun Watson. What? I didn't see that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. I saw news. Adam Shefty did this yesterday, I believe. 
That could have been yesterday because I, I was no, watching ESPN that, yeah. all afternoon. Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I don't okay. Think that <laughs> okay, all right. So then I was wrong because I was under the impression that that's what kicked off after the 14th um, lawsuit came in play. But I digress. The whole point of this started with um, 16 separate civil lawsuits that are alleging sexual misconduct against um, Deshaun Watson. Um, a lot of people are coming out the woodwork right now. Um, they are saying that they are claiming that um, Watson committed at least one act of sexual misconduct or assault um, against them. Um, all of them have suits that are similar in nature. In each case, Watson is accused of acting inappropriately after hiring a female to give him a quote-unquote private massage. Uh, so... Let's get right into it. There's a lot of people that are coming out with these lawsuits against him. So let me get your thoughts on this whole Deshaun Watson ordeal down in Houston. Well, the last thing I heard um, was that his lawyer um, had called out that at least one of the claims, um, he had strong evidence to suggest that one of the claims out of the 16 was fraudulent, saying that there's some messages between Deshaun and the lady in question that the act was consensual. And this is alleged, you know, so we put that out there that the act was, you know, consensual and that she tried to get some paper from him. Um, you know, he he scoffed at it. And then this, I believe, is supposed to be the third. Um, lawsuit that was brought out um so just want to put that out there now i haven't heard anything else in regards to the other 15 um but all this all this stuff here is very troubling i mean you know a person is innocent until proven guilty and he should have his day in court but i mean there's you know 16 lawsuits out there i mean you know, unless everyone is, you know, lying about the same exact thing. And that's, you know, tough to, you know, tough to think that everybody is, but it does not look good. Um, well, I mean, I'll sit there and, and, and hold my judgment as far as what's going to happen once you let, you know, due process runs its course. But, you know, he's not, it's not a criminal case, it's a, it's a, a civil case. <laughs> But, you know, everyone still has to have their time in court. But the court of public opinion is out there. And right now, I don't know what the court of public opinion is saying. I'm not hearing anybody with the pitchforks and the knives coming for, you know, Deshaun Watson's head at the moment. However, um, this is, <laughs> it ain't good. I mean, I've never had those personal massages before. I know a lot of athletes do bring in, you know, personal masseuse to come in to kind of do some ailments, some, you know, muscles and everything. Some people will go to the gym before games and get rubbed down, or they might do after a game, you know, in the stadium where you have the distinct facilities, you know, the team's doctors, the team masseuse. Some people will go and have, you know, their own personal masseuse come in, whether from a, you know, a, a private facility or something, or in Deshaun Watson's case, he was contacting women on Instagram, which leads to believe. I do Dude. Dude. IG thoughts. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm not saying any, I'm not trying to, you know, pass judgment on anybody, but 
this doesn't look good. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't look good. Um, I guess what's puzzling to me that, you know, we say that we take these allegations seriously because, you know, we're talking about women and um, something like this should not be taken lightly. And if he, if he indeed did things that were inappropriate, I guess that could be borderline, not saying it's, uh, not saying it's sexual assault, but I guess it could be borderline on that case. And I just find it hard to believe if there's 16 cases out there, not one of them is criminal. Like they're all just going after him civilly just to get some, to get broke off with some bread. And that's, that's the part that this makes me like this raise an eyebrow. Like I'm not, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying that my man didn't pull out his wanker. It was like, Hey, you want to touch this? You know, it, it wouldn't shock me because if of who he is and the stature that he has, that he might be crass enough to come out of his mouth and say something like that. Um, because he's Deshaun Watson, obviously. You know, I'm a star NFL player, blah, blah, blah. But not one is trying to process him or go after him criminally. It's like, yeah, we don't want to see him going to jail. But, yeah, he did tap me on my butt inappropriately. But I think I want 20 grand for it. And, again, I'm not saying those things are right. I'm just saying that. It just it's just real fishy. Just real fishy, you know. So like like you eat until due process has come and stuff is heard in court. I I'm not putting much weight into it right now, but I have my eye on it. I guess that's about the best I could do because I just it's, it's it just seems like every masseuse he's ever had come in contact with that they contacted is like, oh, did he do this? All right, we'll join this lawsuit. Did he do this? All right, join this lawsuit. That's what it sounds like to me. It's almost like you know, it's one of those. Did you take such and such pill and you got uh, lymphoma from the cause of this? If that's the case, call this number and you'll join this lawsuit. And hopefully, if it goes to court and you, you know, get broke off for millions of dollars, you get your piece of 20 bucks based off of taking this pill and you got sick. That's the kind of thing that I see that's coming out of this. And is this kind of destroying his name in the process and going on with this stalemate, what's going on in Houston? So it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, if you're not going to play for us, you're not going to play for anybody. We're going to run your name out the league. Again, not taking anything away from the situation that's going on, but it's easy to kind of sit there and kind of play that scenario in your mind, which is how everything is just kind of unfolding all of a sudden. Like it's just an avalanche of bullshit that's just coming out all of a, excuse me, the allegations are bullshit, but just the amount of lawsuits and everything in this house that's coming out is just crazy to me. So again, not taking anything away from his claims, and the situations of how these ladies feel about my, what might have happened. 
but it just seems a little bit much, you know, a little excessive of how it's all just rolling out all of a sudden. And then, and also having the lawyer that's handling the female's case and how cavalier and how he's just coming out just saying what he's saying. And I don't know, just seems suspect. Um, <clears throat> I will say this. Um, I mean, with, I, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm also in agreements of holding judgment until this whole investigation is done. Um, but with that said, this was something that Houston didn't, the Houston Texans didn't need at this stage. Um, because right now there is an avalanche in on that whole organization at this stage. Um, now it kind of makes me now wonder what they were going to do if they're not going to release them, what are they going to do? Because I don't think any team is going to take them at this stage. Um, so, well, then again, before I say that, because the teams has them taking worse people than where he's at right now. So I digressed on that. Big um, Hardy, Greg Hardy had a, had a, had a market in heat. <laughs> His stuff was, was really whack. I mean, really out there. The Big Ben. Don't forget about Big Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you had more than one instance. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, I, I this wasn't, uh, I'll, like I said, I'll hold judgment until the rest of it comes out or the investigation comes out. Um, but it's definitely not a good look. Um, the one person that you, the Houston Texans, were keeping, not trying to let go, not trade, tra trying to trade him. I mean, trying to get a huge amount of return for him. That whole value now just dropped. So the question is now, what are they going to do? I'm curious in that aspect of it. Um, but I will say that I will withhold judgment until the investigation is clear. And I'll just leave it at that. But I, I, before I say that, I will say that, you know, one or two um, instances should be, is, 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 is at a position where something needs to happen. Um, whether or not the NFL will do something or if the Houston Texans will do something, that's another thing. Oh, the NFL, NFL got to do something just to protect yeah. the brand. You know, they're going to they're gonna suspend them. They'll suspend them for, I think, anywhere between four and four. Five or six. I think they'll do four and ten games, and I think Houston will, like, you know, trade them, and whatever team gets them will sit there and still say, you know what, we'll concede this season. We'll get a high draft pick, and then we're running back in 2022. But what I mean, I, do you really believe Houston is going to trade them after all of this that just went down now? After they was trying to they was trying to get a king's ransom from him to begin with. You think that now that his trade stock value is now where it is, do you think that they're still going to trade him to, or look for a king's ransom in order to trade him, or do you think they're just going to let him go? I mean, you know, just let him go for a far less of a value. I have a, I have a thought behind all of this, you know, me and Ace was talking, uh, you know, I mean, he's talked about this, you know, what was like a week or two ago, something about this, that all of this stuff comes out. I mean, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to try to belittle the, the allegations that came across to Sean from, from, from these women. However, I, I found it oddly coincidental that all that these allegations now, even though they were a year, everything happened, that they come out now and not criminal. He didn't sexually assault anybody. He might have, is all criminal because 
see, he said, she said, no one was physically assaulted as far as, you know, where the reports are going. It's just whatever masseuse he was doing, you know, he might have, inappropriate stuff might have occurred, but as he said, she said, because it was just them in the room. However, he's going through all these negotiations with Houston. Houston is steadfast as saying before he's even came down that they weren't trading him and they were not going to allow him to dictate what they do. And then all of a sudden, or just all of a sudden, then these cases come out. Coincidentally, around all this time, you see all the quarterbacks are shifting. You see Matt Stafford going to where he was going. Um, you saw um, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, all these QBs are going. Russell Wilson all of a sudden now is real quiet now <laughs> about his trade demands. Um, Deshaun Watson was never really vocal, but his people were vocal for him. And then all of a sudden, these allegations came out right around this, and now you're seeing everything's being tampered down. I could look at it that, you know, maybe the Houston Texans might have known something about this, maybe could have stepped in ahead of time and try to cut things off at the pass, try to assist Deshaun in this stuff. Teams have done it before in the past um, to kind of make things go away. <laughs> um, it doesn't happen. The market right now kind of dries up and they're going to just keep them and saying no. Now, no one's really going to touch you at the moment. Um, so now they're playing at a position of strength because they can say, yeah, we'll take the hit. We'll still keep you. But what's to say now that market that might have been great? And I think it probably still is, but they could say, well, we're not going to trade you because now we're trying to purposely sour the milk for other NFL teams. Maybe instead of having 12 teams trying to get you that might shrink down to maybe like nine or eight. Um, Not to say that that's, that's, that's what they're doing, but you could look at it and see that that could be a, a thing. And we've already seen it, you know, Texans owners say some, say some out of pocket stuff. So, you know, wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. I don't know. NFL has been trying to do the NFL as an organization, as the billion dollar machine that it is, has been trying to do a lot with saving their public image in a lot of different areas, especially when it's been comes to women and the amount of female executives that they started to hire and a lot of different things that they're starting to do. Now, as a governor, owner, whatever they want to call themselves in the NFL, um, my man, the owner, might have said some pretty foul things about the players that he employs. But I'm sure when it comes to his bottom line, his dollar, that women are pretty much, you know, uh, uh, as big a factor as, as there is for men as far as their fan base, merchandise, Etc. Etc. Um, I don't know if they're if the if the owner be willing to put up with that type of a scenario. But then, if he gets traded to the next team, you know, does the next team have to sit there and worry about that sort of conundrum and how it's going to kind of focus on if their female population for that particular team, their fan base, will react a certain sort of way. 
I'm guessing that if a team were to trade, that their investigators, their lawyers would did some due diligence as far as what's going on and have some sort of fact thing that they believe that, okay, these, these allegations aren't as serious as what it is, so we're going to go ahead and, and take that chance. But I think as an organization for Houston, I don't know if they need that initial type of negative publicity uh, with them. Uh, moving forward, just because of what the owners said, players leaving, uh, pr uh, prior players speaking out and saying what they're saying. I don't know if they need this This on top of everything else. It might just be easier to, you know what, the team ain't going to be doing crap anyway. There's no guarantee that even if Deshaun was to fulfill his contract over the next four years, that we'll be any much better depending on what players they get in there. So sever your ties now and let's keep it moving. That's the way I would take it. That's the way I would look at it from, from a Houston standpoint. Because they don't have talent. <laughs> they have Deshaun. Will Fuller just went and signed with a different team. <laughs> <laughs> they have nothing. I think they signed a running back, but there's no running back of any significance that I can sit here and think of. Oh, yeah, that's who signed with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with Houston. So It was Mark Ingram, the second. Mark Ingram signed with Houston? Mark Ingram signed. He just wanted to be a number one back, and he sees his opportunity being a number one back there. <laughs> was Mark, if Mark Ingram was still that dude, he would have been still running back number one for Baltimore. <laughs> so, I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> Yeah, um, they yeah they did sign Mark Ingram. They re-signed um, Farrell Brown, um, and they signed wide receivers Chris Moore and Andre Roberts. So yeah, so they got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you think about what they had in the hop, and then they fell and got a Will Fuller. <laughs> And now you're talking about two dudes. <laughs> Those guys are just dudes. You know what I'm saying? They're they're there this year and they'll be gone the next because they're just dudes. They, they don't have nobody. Well, once they traded D Hop for a, a running back and a second round pick, and for I thought that was ridiculous. I mean, I lost all I lost all, their credibility was shot after that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just like, cut your ties now, man. You know, this is whatever, you know. We, Wherever you trade to, make sure you get a quarterback. Make sure you get a ton of capital. That's why San Francisco makes so much sense. We'll give you Garoppolo. We're two, two, two cents on the dollar. <laughs> bro, let it go, man. Right, bro, let it go, man. Let, let it go. Let it go, bro. If it, if, if it would have happened, it would have happened already. <laughs> we still sniffing around. <laughs> man, I'd give up. Yeah, we, we know what you give up. <laughs> two goats outside. <laughs> two goats outside. <laughs> Personally, I don't think it's outside of uh outside of the Patriots. I don't think it's too many people, too many takers for uh Garoppolo services. And at this point, it sounds like the Patriots might be going for a quarterback in the own right. <laughs> yep. And what does that tell you? What does that tell you about that? <laughs> I'm not saying he trash. I'm not saying you just tell me he's trash by saying. <laughs> but David, you know when you take it when you ball up a piece of paper, you trying to you know make the jump shot in the trash can. 
he's just kind of missing to the right a little bit. That's all. He he just, you know, we're just a little off, but you know, shit. <laughs> so what you say? He ain't even worth, he ain't even trash at this stage. He's past that. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's a uh, miss. <laughs> uh, look, obviously, I'm just saying that the 49ers depth chart at quarterback is trash beyond him. <laughs> what I'm just saying. If they're willing to part ways with him, even when they took him to a Super Bowl, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I, I, I take my chances with Cam. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen since he already resigned. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I would take my chances with Cam over. over uh... As I said, man, just you, 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 you're stuck with him for another year at least. <laughs> exactly. I'm just going to kick my can down the road and just be, uh, be beside myself. I told you the school's goal when they went 14 and 0. They started that shit, and I was not a believer. My point exactly. But anyway. <laughs> we can talk so much about that. Um, yeah. There's a lot of other free agent signings that happened, took place while all this was going down. Like I said, um, Cam Newton resigned with the Patriots. Um, Dominic Sue resigned with the Bucks. So the there's Bucks, a lot. The I'm Bucks sorry. Damn, the Bucks damn near resigned everybody except AB and Leonard Fournette. <laughs> <laughs> Which we kind of figured that was going to happen. Um, are there any um, free agent signings that you're curious of that happened in these past couple of weeks? Uh, not so much. I mean, like he said, Tampa basically signed it, resigned back everybody. I mean, they're trying to, you know, they want to run it back. So they're bringing everybody back. I mean, you saw once Tom Brady restructured his deal for an intact on another year, um, you knew they were going to try to bring back everybody as much as possible and pretty much did. So they want to run it back another year. Which is interesting was more so that that fictitious deal that they gave. Um, what's the quote? Tyson Hill. <laughs> Tyson Hill got four years or 140 million that don't amount to nothing because all of them are void voidable. <laughs> and then you're going to sit there and sign um, James Winston to a one year deal. So I'm like, all right, who's the QB? Tyson Hill or James Winston? I think it's James. But I think, I think they. It's... I think they'll use Hill. I think they'll give Jameis a short leash. I think Jameis has four games to prove it. And if he doesn't prove it after four games, they're going to put Hill in and call it a day. That's my opinion. You know, so. But uh, I I, I want to believe that the, the Patriots went out there and said, the hell with this. I'll be damned if Tom Brady going to go out there and show up and show, show off and do all this. They went out there and put in some serious damage on the uh, the free agents. They were spending big chips. <laughs> I think they want their throne back. I think they were disrespected. I think I don't think they are disappointed in Cam's play. Um, because obviously, if they didn't like the way he played, they wouldn't have resigned him. They would have they would have went out there and got Garoppolo. I mean, if they really wanted to make that move, they could have got him. I think the 49ers would have gave up on him for like a, a third or fourth round pick. I don't think they would have asked much for him. Um, but I think I think what they're going to do is they're going to go run it back and use Cam like how they used Tom Brady back in the day when, when Gronk and my man that ultimately killed himself in prison, Hernandez, 
Mm-hmm. Back when they were both out there doing their thing, and they were defensive-led team, two tight ends running the rock, and just let Tom Brady just dink and dunk. And I think that's exactly what they're going to go back to do. And I think Cam is going to is going to excel and have a much better season this time around than he did last year. So that's my team that I think really went out there and did a splash. I hope so because, you know, you know, he was coming back off an injury, you know, didn't really have much time to really learn the offense, caught COVID. He didn't look right that whole season. Nope. Um, and then everybody was saying, you know, oh, well, Cam Newton is just, he's gone, he's trash. Look what he, you know, he couldn't do anything with the, with the New England Patriots. I'm like, but that's not the same exact team that, that Tom Brady had when he left. You had, True. you know, four people off the defense, you know, you know, bow out. Two people off the offense that bow out. You had a whole bunch of receivers that weren't there. He had a trash team. Tom Brady didn't have a trash team. It wasn't comparing apples to apples. So, and Tom Brady goes down to Tampa Bay, which was a ready-made team that had all the weaponry around him, and he brought a safety net, mm-hmm. Gronk. Mm-hmm. And, and you saw, and you, well, eventually saw what happened. It didn't look good in the beginning of the season, but once they got it clicking, you saw what he could do with an offensive line that can block and receivers that can catch. And, you know, he basically was doing most of the stuff he was doing in New England. So I'm hoping that Cam gets the opportunity to showcase his skills because – I didn't. I didn't like that version of Cam, but that was he had. A, it was a lot of things going wrong for him, yep. and um, Bill Belichick, admittedly, so that they had nothing. They had no money to spend. <laughs> they were they were tapped out when Tom left. It's the, as I call it, the LeBron James effect. <laughs> when he leaves, they have no money to do anything. They have no draft picks. They have no draft capital. So when he leaves, he leaves the team in tatters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, curious, I'm curious to see what New England does in the, tra- in, in the draft as well. Because uh, it looks like my man Bill Belichick is over there playing uh, playing chess. While Buffalo doesn't really need to do much because their team is pretty much intact. Miami made some moves. I mean, the Jets tried. They, they ain't really, they ain't really do much or nothing. Um, nothing that really stands out to say. They tried to get Juju, uh, mm-hmm. but Juju took a took less money to go back to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Now that's it. That, that was surprising one. I guess he realized that market wasn't as a. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not true. That's really, not true. who's Baltimore, offering more money? Yeah, Baltimore and Houston, I believe, offered more money. I know Baltimore definitely did. Mm-hmm. And he said no. But Houston, I can see. Baltimore, hmm. Because my understanding that Lamar Jackson and Juju was on the phone talking. You know, everybody's getting on Lamar Jackson because they're saying that he doesn't have any receivers. And outside of uh, Hollywood Brown, he really doesn't. Outside, Well, Mark Andrews is tight end, but he doesn't have anybody on the outside to really compliment him. Uh, I'm sorry, but that should be the other way around. Um, wide receivers don't have actual quarterback that will throw the ball to them. To but you can't believe Des Bryant went on Twitter last week to defend to defend Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Yes. Okay. He went on. He went on Twitter. Well, social media, 
And he was saying, uh, you know, don't I don't understand why y'all be coming after Lamar like that because it's not Lamar's fault that he's not running, you know, not throwing the ball. He said it's the coaching staff is not allowing him to throw the ball. So I mean, I and, and that may be true, but then regards to the fact, any wide receiver would know that if it's I mean, of course, if if you're saying what is you saying is true, then <clears throat> why would a a, a star or well-known wide receiver go to a team if the coaching staff is not running plays? the um the quarterback to get them the ball i agree that that defeats the purpose so you're not going to attract any wide receivers if the coaching staff is blocking your opportunity to get them to make the most out of that opportunity while you're there which is unfortunate i agree with you i agree um why they won't take the uh the training wheels off a man and just let him let him interact i mean i guess they're trying to protect him to make him seem like he's better than what he is but let the man let the man stumble in year three. You know what I'm saying? If he stop, I, I I think what they're trying to do, they're trying to have him follow at least what I'm seeing, or my my opinion. Let me put it like this: they're trying to follow that model of the Patrick Mahomes, how he came out was that stud, how he came out did that MVP. You know, but Mahomes is just that special type of passer. You know, Lamar probably could be that special, maybe not as special, but he could be special. But they just won't allow it. But then they don't go out there and get the tools to compliment them. You know. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, he could have that same success. Mm -hmm. I mean, he don't even have to go as far as Patrick Mahomes, like getting to the same realm as Deshaun Watson when he had DeAndre Hopkins. Right. Um, that would be the, the starting point for for Lamar mm -hmm. Jackson. But if the coaching staff doesn't open it up, then I mean, you're 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 at a standstill. Free fall. No wide receiver is going to look at the Baltimore Ravens and be like, "That's there's an opportunity where I can make the most of out of my situation." Especially if Juju is taking a less of a. I mean, you you offering a lot of money, and Juju is like, "Nah, thanks, but no thanks. I'll just take my pay cut over here and come back to Pittsburgh." So, if that should be telling you something, regardless. Yeah, and uh, that's that's what I was surprised about. I'm like, he took a million dollar less <laughs> to, to to ride it out. I mean, yeah, I mean, you should have took the money and went. Well, probably want to have no parts of Houston, but at least go to Baltimore. But if they're not letting him throw the ball, they better figure out something because next year he's gonna be looking for a lot of money. Do you want to give a guy a lot of money to find out that you know maybe there is some issues with his throwing mechanics or maybe something is is not there? Man, let them air it out now just to make sure that before you back up the money, <laughs> yeah, that oh, he's worth this, it. This is year four for Lamar. I really think, I think a lot of teams are going to sit there and look at the Carson Wentz deal after year three. They're going to look at golf after year three. And they're like, nah, dude, you want to have to play out year four. And you damn sure might have to go into year five on that. We will we'll pick up your fifth year option, and then we'll come back and come back to the table somehow mid season year five and possibly give you a contract extension. I don't think any team is going to be in their right mind to sit there and give a quarterback uh, what we would consider fools gold and golf. And uh, <laughs> I, to yeah. be honest, I live in a, I see in a world in the NFL where never is never. <laughs> This stuff was born every minute. I, I mean, they'll probably play a little more like what A said. They might not be as eager to, you know, give them an extension 
wide over in year three, unless they really proved themselves, unless you got like a Patrick Mahomes or as of right now, you see, um, what's his face in Buffalo? Um, oh, Rose, not Rose. Um, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. <laughs> Were you seeing, you know, that kind of stuff happen? Now, yeah, I think you might be feel more, but more comfortable with signing a little early. Hell, but look at um, Baker Mayfield. They was like, uh-uh, we're going to get you some weapons just to see just exactly what you got. So now they're already starting to have their, their um, you know, contract, you know, extensions. If he would have stunk it up this year after they got him some weapons, oh, he was no gone. contractors. Yeah. Oh, he was gone. Yeah. They had to cut, they had to cut losses. They're like, all right, we'll play you out. We'll give you, but we will draft the quarterback. Yep. No doubt. no doubt. The last thing these teams want to be stuck in, is is the Dallas Cowboy Dak Prescott situation? <laughs> so either, like A said, they're going to wait it out and see. But by year three, if it ain't looking or ain't smelling good going into year four, well, no. <laughs> uh, did are they? In, uh, is it really true that Baker's in, in talks with Cleveland with a contract extension? Because I know this is year five for him, but I can honestly see Baker. Going through a Dak or going through a, or going through a, what's his name from uh, Minnesota type of deal. Um, they said they're in the preliminary discussions. Nothing has to be signed immediately because they're not under any kind of franchise tag. But I think they're kind of starting to talk. So it all mm-hmm. depends on how much money he's looking for, and that's where the big snag is going to be. If I he's do- looking for Patrick Mahomes type money, they probably like nah. But I think they're going to tag his ass. Because mm-hmm. they were, they 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 want to know if last year was a fool's goal, and they're gonna look at it this year and be like, okay, yeah, he did it two years in a row, but like Dak, yeah, he he did well two years in a row, but yeah, we, we just ain't sure. <laughs> 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 but I just don't think it's gonna. I think they'll tag him, but I think if he proves it on the tag year, that they'll they'll break him off. You know. Personally, if I was a QB and y'all had that much uneasiness about me, tag me. Because, damn it, you pay me as one of the top QBs in the league. Let me get paid. I'll take that one-year pay. Shit, if something happened to me, dude, I'm set. Because <laughs> the tag for a quarterback next year is going to be like damn near $40 million. Ooh, you saw that, that, that new NFL contract they did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woo. Talk yeah. about the price of the brick going up. Good Lord. <laughs> Man, that got broke off and then some. That's probably why um, um, Daniel Snyder is able to sit there and um, he's going to buy out the rest of those minority owners to have full, complete ownership. Because mm-hmm. so he's like, yeah, I'm going to get this money back in about, you know, two years. So I'm going I'm to I'm get rid of all you people that was getting on me earlier. Buy everybody else. So now he owns everything. Then he can go back to doing all that crazy crap he was doing and he ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> crazy. Oh, but if there was any other free agent that I would think of, I, I, I'm still kind of kind of like huh? Type of scenario when uh, Watt signed with with Arizona, but they must know something that we don't. And Clint, Clint, uh, Cliff Barry, Clint, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, yep, he better show and prove because if he don't, 
his ass is about to get fired. <laughs> they went out there and gave him every opportunity. If you don't bring something to the table, and e even by getting what, I still don't think Arizona comes out of the West. Not when you got a Russell Wilson led team. Not when you got a Matthew Stafford now coming to LA. Not, not now that you got a, a healthy 49er squad coming back. I'm not saying that Garoppolo is trash. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I say we deserve better. We have be we have finer QB lineage than that. <laughs> we deserve that quality of QB. Anyway. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this is a season of a lot of transactions, different uh a lot of trades, people free agent signings. So we'll see how balanced this is um overall. Um, especially in the divisions like 49ers, uh Seattle, of course. Um, but I before we move on in anything, I, let me get um the resident New York Giants take on <laughs> Um, their free agent signing of Kenny Galladay um, for a four-year, $72 million deal, which – or 76. The deal could be worth up to $76 million with $40 million guaranteed. So let me get your thoughts on the signing of Kenny Galladay. Well, I, I didn't think they had it in them. <laughs> They've been stingy with the pocketbook for the last couple of years. I mean, good Lord, I – you know, every day I turn around, it, Kyle Rudolph, which I was actually very surprised, and and have, that was that's a that's a sleeper pick. Um, um, he might not be as good as he was maybe about two going three years ago, but he's still a a, a good tight end, um, which means he needed backup because you know Evan Ingram has been you know very injury prone. But yeah, they got themselves a number one quote unquote. Number one receiver, I'm surprised they paid him that much money. <laughs> um, I don't know if he was worth as much money as the Giants, you know, backed up, but I was shocked. I'm, I'm wow. I was surprised Dave Gettleman and, and the Mara family really opened up the purse. Um, we'll see how this looks. I mean, it's a lot of good stuff going on. I mean, you know, Kenny, um, Kenny Galladay, you know, definitely gives them a good target. You put that opposite of, you know, Darius Slayton on the other side, Sterling Shepard in the slot. You have Evan Ingram, you know, Kyle Rudolph. Um, and Saquon. And Saquon, if Saquon comes back and he's, let's say, at best 80% of what he was, that would still be, you know, you know, good enough. 100% would be perfect, but I'll take 80%. But this is going to be um, Daniel Jones, I think, just like you always saying, Ace, where a lot of teams are going to be unwilling to commit max dollars to these quarterbacks until they've really proven that they are what they are. This third year, this is a Daniel Jones's, um, you know, make or break year of my season. You're, we're going to find out now. They're going to give him some weapons around them. They'll probably go in the draft now and maybe try to get some linemen and DB. They might still go for a receiver if one is up there but if one isn't based on Mel Kuyper's draft then I think that gives them a little cushion if they couldn't get one of those top three receivers but I like it they spent some money we'll see what happens Daniel Jones you're officially on the clock now I say and Dave Gettleman because yes. he spent a lot of a lot of Mara's money so yes. Dave Gettleman and Daniel Jones both of you are on the clock <laughs> 
I say, and I'll say this again, I understand y'all want weapons. Y'all have a pretty decent core. Wide receivers can be picked up in the third, fourth, fifth round. We all have seen it. Sixth round, depending on the if you if you draft the right receiver. Y'all take that first round pick, man. Get yourself an offensive lineman. You take that second round pick, get yourself an offensive lineman. Because if Madden is any indication of what you guys are, that and find out whoever whoever helped uh, uh, Lamar Jackson with his fumbling issues need to, to holler at, uh, you know, at uh, Daniel Jones because if he ever just holds on to the ball, because he got some wheels. I love it when y'all do RPO and he takes it and runs because he got, he got some speed. He's real deceptive speed and be catching teams off guard. Your offensive line, when it's – I think y'all do run protection pretty well, but your pass, your, your pass protection is just god off. If y'all can yeah. show up pass protection, y'all will be all right. I mean, if you can't get the defense right, at least put 30 and 40 points up on the board and just try to outscore some folks. Yeah, he he actually in madness. I don't know they exaggerated, but he was actually he cut down the fumbling somewhat this season. He wasn't as bad as he was the prior season. Now decision making, you know, he still got to clean that up, and those are things I think you know with just repetition and just your mechanics and everything you can. But I agree with you. Um, get offensive linemen, but please do your research because not all, every offensive lineman is a good lineman. They pick one a couple of years ago, third round in, in, in the draft, they picked him. He's not even with the team anymore. He was horrible. Last time I saw him, he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think it was. <laughs> so I agree. Get you a lineman. We did get the lineman from Alabama who was shaky in the first half of the season, but he started to come on and it was a little bit better in the second half. So yeah, I want offensive linemen and some and some and some defensive backs to get some pressure on a passer because we got no pressure, <laughs> you know, on the passer. But I agree, linemen block for the boy, give him some time. He's going to hold on to the rock a little bit. But now that you got some weapons and you get a start running game, that's going to go a long way. Exactly, exactly. I I, I agree wholeheartedly. And if if y'all could do that. I have faith that you guys can make some noise in the NFC East, but until that until that's happening, you know, you have to you have to believe that it's either Dallas or or Washington's to lose at this point. You know, I'll go with Washington. I don't think it's Fitz tragic. If it's if it's tragic, he's, it was what they're going to get. I don't think they're going to get Fitz Magic. Well, um, I'll I have to wait and see how Dak looks once he comes back. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I I'm not sold on none of them teams at this point. I'm not even sold. On <laughs> I don't blame even, you. <laughs> even if Dak comes back until they address the defense, that's gonna be nothing. Um, Washington, yeah, that that defense is not to me. I, I'm not sold on the defense whatsoever. So, and like you said, we have we have to see how Dak is once he's back. So, um, he may not be the same Dak as he was before he got injured. So, um, and to be honest, I'm not even, I'm, I can't even put just Washington and Phil, um, and Dallas up there. I, I need to put Philly up there as well, too. And you um, know Philly ain't doing shit. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm saying this, they're a sleeper because I could see them giving 
I'm not saying they're going to be sleeping where they're doing like, you know, uh, uh, unbelievable uh, season, but I will put them up there in the running when it comes to the NFC East. I will put actually all of them up in the running again when it comes to the NFC East because there is no clear cut winner at this stage. Not for me. Well, I know Philly ain't it. I, lo- I, I love, I would love to see Jalen Hurts thrive, but they gave up. Didn't Zach Hurts leave? I don't think he left. I don't think he left. Well, you know, uh, Carson is gone. Unfortunately, they didn't get Nick Foles, but they got Joe Flacco. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a serviceable uh, uh, a QB that, that you might need to stand in if need be. He can eat bum. Oh wow! Zacherts um, was given permission to seek a new team. And um, the Eagles is um, is possibly considering trading them. So Zach Ertz is gone. So Philly needs – they got to run it back with Miles Sanders. They got some young receivers. The offensive line was really banged up, but because of Hurts' uh, mobility, they're able to work around that. Mm-hmm. And their defense was suspect as hell last year. So – I guess you're right. You, you're right, Al. I mean, I guess they 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 got as good a shot as any. Anybody, like I said, all teams in the NFC East got a good shot. Uh, there's no clear cut winner at this stage. No, it's a toss up. It's a toss up. Yeah, hmm. it's a virtual toss up. But I mean, we could definitely talk about more about <laughs> we could definitely talk about more about the NFC free agent signings. Um, the coming and goings, um, which teams improved, which teams took a step back. Um, we definitely have plenty of time to talk about that, especially with the upcoming draft coming up as well. Um, to be honest, I don't even know what else is there to discuss in this stage, um, NFL-wise. Nothing right now, not to really – not to get closer to the draft. I mean, if Deshaun Watson isn't moved um, before the draft, then, he's, then he ain't moving at all. True. True. You got pro days. <laughs> oh, or, or or we could talk about uh, Coach Prime in Jackson State. <laughs> I mean, you laugh, but I mean, he's, believe it or not, because of Deion Sanders and being a coach at Jackson State, and because the SWAC opted to play football, the SWAC and the MIAC, I believe, opted to play football in the spring. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a lot of black college football games being played right now on national TV, one. And I think I've read somewhere a major network is going to start picking up some of the the, the classic football, um, the black college football games. You know, they have the one that they do around Thanksgiving, the Bayou Classic, that's always on TV. But then yeah. some of these other classic games, now they're going to start putting on TV. Does Deion Sanders have something to do with that? But, I mean, he's making it vocal. He's uh he's putting in the calls with NFL Network, ESPN, you know, all these different people to say, hey, you need to come out here and look at these, look at these teams. And you're seeing you're seeing games on TV we wouldn't necessarily see. And they will put them on ESPN three or you know, or uh ESPN plus, but now they're actually putting them on on what's we call it. And I, I think that's that's awesome, actually. You know, just giving them even that more, you know, that much more exposure. And if they're getting if they're getting that TV time, which means that their TV contracts 
and that revenue will start to increase and they can start building up the facilities more. So I think it's a good thing. I think I think what he's doing and the lore of what Dion is is uh is bringing to Jackson State. I think they're playing again this week at ESPN, just because he's he's actually fielding a, a pretty decent team. Well, not for nothing. I, I'll I'll be more I'll be more interested to see what happens when it's actually the college football season. Right now, I know that he, he's getting some spring games on there going, but uh, when it comes to the college football season, come. August going into September, then I would like to see some of those games then. But until then, I don't want you to promote this as a nice sideshow or Dion sideshow. Let me see what happens come come August and September when if those games are on TV. And not the little ones like like you said, ESPN three or FS1 or something off the bill. Let me see one of those major networks outside of the Bayou Classic. If once that happens, then I can say, yeah, they're really taken you know you know hbcu or or the, the was it the swack in the MEAC conference seriously right yeah i agree i agree with that i agree with that um i mean to be honest i completely agree with that um so but before we get to other well actually i said let me change that before we be you know before we you know leave on this um we do have march madness um, up and running. Um, we have a couple of number one teams out of the March of the tournament. Um, we have a couple of 11s and 12s still in the city 16. Um, they're pushing. Um, so let me get your thoughts. Any surprises at this stage? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it was going to be a balanced out tournament. Um, I didn't think there was really any clear cut top choice that was going to win it all. I know a lot of brackets been busted already. <laughs> so let me get your thoughts on um, the NCAA tournament, both men's and women's, if if you choose. Um, it wouldn't shock me if you see Syracuse come out of the East for men. Hmm. Because... I'm not saying I left Syracuse for dead. It's just that the allure of the Big East isn't what the Big East uh, isn't what the Big East was. It was you know what, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So even though the Big Big East still exists, you're not Syrac the Syracuses, the Yukons, the teams that we would recognize, you know, recognize St. John's just isn't the the household name anymore. So to see that St. John's, I'm sorry, Syracuse comes in at an 11. And they knock off the first round. They come out and knock out West Virginia. Um, I forget who – oh, they're playing uh, Houston yeah. next. If they knock out Houston, I can see them – I can't say I see them going to the Final Four, but they, they, have a, they have a pretty strong shot. And if Rutgers put it to Houston like that, they just had a meltdown at the end from getting past Houston – I can see that two-three zone of Syracuse really dis disturb disrupting and disturbing teams, and they'll unless they have their perimeter shooting is on. I can see where teams won't be able to to to, to knock off Syracuse because you just don't see teams running two-three zones anymore. Point blank, I, I think you see a, you see some might run to one-three-one just depending to, sl to kind of slow teams down, but 
to constantly run that 2-3, especially if they know you got a big and somebody that plays down low and can dominate the paint. Syracuse is my sleeper at this point. What's the, how you pronounce the team? Oral Roberts? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oral Roberts? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that sticks out to you. I mean, you're always going to think there's going to be one Cinderella, but no one, I guess, really really envisioned, you know, Oral Roberts, you know, making it to where he is right now. Um, but it's nice to see. I, I thought coming into this um, to this tournament, that it was a toss-up, like you said, all around. Uh, I didn't think the, the top four were really like the best teams of the, of the, of, of the country. I thought it was, it was a, I think the playing field was a lot more even than I think a lot of people would do because you didn't have a lot of, in, you know, you know, out of conference games, everything was interconference. Big Ten banged up on everybody. Everybody thought the Big Ten was the best. Well, what they got one team left. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's a lot of gettable teams, like you said, Ace. I didn't watch that. I didn't get a chance to watch the, the Rutgers Houston game. Um. But you know, from all the reports, they just, you know, they just peed it out in the end. They didn't know how to close it out, and that's just what you get through being in these type of situations and atmospheres i mean if they're going to bring everybody back you'll learn from that you'll learn how to when you get there you close out those games you shut the window open you don't let bad plays or bad calls decide your fate but the but or roberts <laughs> uh my question is will michigan go down because michigan is missing one of their you know one of the key pieces it hasn't bit them in the behind yet it could, you know, in this round or, or or possibly the next if they make it. Yeah, Michigan has got they got um, Florida State next. Um, that's gonna be, a, that's gonna be a Florida State no slouch. Nope, not wrong. Yeah, yeah, nah. I can. Then Loyola Chicago, Loyola Chicago make it. Yep, they're still in. It. As a matter of fact, they play against um, Oregon State, and the winner of that will play the winner of Syracuse Houston. I feel like this. If Syracuse gets past Houston and Loyola Loyola gets past Oregon State, uh, Syracuse is going to make it to the Final Four because uh, Loyola has that big and he plays very well. And I don't think that a team that's never faced a 2-3 has enough time to sit there and prepare in a day to face that sort of a defense. So I don't know how they will fare against that. I'm To be honest with you, I got them making it to the Final Four. I mean, it wouldn't shock me either because, you know, System Aries there, you know. So, yeah. Uh, I think they'll repeat and make it back to the Final Four like they did last time. Um, I, I want Oral Roberts to make it to the Final Four. I'm rooting for Oral. Them. What's an Oral or Oral? Oral. Oral <laughs> Roberts. I think it's O-R-A-L. Oh, yeah, O R A L. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want them to make it to the I'm rooting for them. I mean, to be honest. Huh? You can say Oral Roberts or just say top. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> I'm still uh, yeah. All right. I'm still rooting for them to make it to the to the to the final four. Um I love the fact that these these not top ten um 
teams are getting their opportunity. Like, this is the balance that I was looking for. Like, right. these non, you know, powerhouses are getting the opportunity to showcase. To be honest, I, I don't even, I want any non powerhouse to win the whole thing, and I think it'll be a success. Personally, so 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 you still seeing Gonzaga and Baylor coming up? Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be. I, I I'd be okay with Gonzaga winning it because this is their opportunity to do it. If they don't have any, this is their best opportunity to win the tournament. If they don't have, if they don't win this tournament, when all these powerhouses come back fully loaded, they're just gonna be going right back to where they were before. They won't be in the top ten. This is their time to shine. So if they do it in a tournament, I don't have a problem with it because. This they need to do this. They need this. I mean, to be honest, out of all the teams that are left, they need this more than any team out um, that's there. They got the number one ranking. They're supposed to be dominating like they're doing right now. They need to close this out. If they don't close it out, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a huge failure for them. So, so would you be cool with a Gonzaga Baylor? Is it possible? I, I'm sure they set it up where Gonzaga and Baylor can face each other in, in the championship. Yeah. Would yeah. you be would you be disappointed in a Gonzaga Baylor championship game? No, um, no, no, because they're not, not. I mean, to be honest, they're not powerhouse teams in my eyes for when it comes to college basketball. Yeah. Baylor, I would give a, I would, you know, it's it's there, but Gonzaga, like they're not known to be the top top teams. These teams are not known to be the top teams. That's why, to be honest, I'm not rooting for Syracuse because I really don't want them. They've been there before. I'm looking for teams that haven't been there to experience it for the first time. So I like how Villanova um, got to it and won two straight um, when they first time when they won the tournament. Um, I want someone that didn't have that opportunity to just to win it for the first time for their university. I feel you. And, and um, yeah, I mean, Gonzaga has been, you know, after they made their magical run was like 10 plus years ago, they've been always kind of nipping at the edges, getting close, getting to a, Sweet 16, Elite Eight. I think one year they got to a Final Four, which mm-hmm. everybody thought was going to be their year, and then mm-hmm. they got, you know, you know, they got blown out. But um, what's also refreshing is that you know your powerhouses that are your blue bloods that are normally there aren't. Duke didn't make the tournament. Kentucky didn't make the tournament. UConn didn't make the tournament. I mean, no, you know, made it. they got blasted in the first first round. See. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't think they made it. They made it. Oh, well. But yeah, they did. Maryland. Oh. They got their ass busted. Maryland beat them. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, look, we don't have those teams, like, in the mix that you always kind of normally have those teams there. So this is almost like a free-for-all. Like you said, it will be nice to see somebody, you know, get the opportunity to kind of get to the Final Four, maybe even a championship game that hasn't been there because, like you said – those teams ain't going to stay down. Duke, they're going to reload and come back. They're going to find the right, you know, player or players that aren't going to want to dip out midway through the um, freshman year talking about, I'm going to just chill and save my talents and go to the NBA because you didn't like the way you were being coached. So I'm pretty sure Duke would be back in the mix next year. Kentucky would be back in the mix next year. UConn got blown away. They'll probably figure out and probably kind of get in there. Um, so I'm, I'm disappointed in Iowa. How Iowa got their ass smacked. In Illinois. Illinois got their ass smacked. Kansas got their ass smacked. Big I'm, Ten overall got, got smacked. Yeah, yeah. 
you, know, you still got Michigan as your shining, shining hope. Just That's like it. the Big 12 got smacked. And we, we just hanging on with Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> All right. Don't fail us now, sir. Don't fail us now. <laughs> you know, okay. it's, I, I think somebody said it best where, you know, you got college football playoffs. You got all these different sports, but something about March Madness for men and women. Yeah, you know, it's just so unpredictable. Like, just you're just playing six games, and whoever could just win six games is going to win it. So it's just it's the ultimate ultimate crapshoot. You know, I I I I, I really sit there and wonder if there's a perfect bracket out there. I'm sure there's some computer that randomly. Put stuff together that it's it's a combination. It's, it's probably has to be like one or two out there, but I I'd be really surprised if there's a perfect bracket going into the Sweet Sixteen right now. Yeah, yeah. You might might find something somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> or something very close. <clears throat> I know but, mine. Uh, ain't oh, shit, mine got busted day one. <laughs> I think, but to be honest, I'm pretty sure a lot of teams. I mean, people's back. It's got busted day yeah. one. My, yeah, mine's got busted between late day day two and no, really on Sunday. <laughs> they got like, tore up. They're like wrong, 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 wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, shout out to the teams that are in there right now that you know haven't been you know and you know have an opportunity to shine like this. There's no big name basically you know carrying this March Madness. There's no team really carrying it. The Cinderellas are the the special ones, Gonzaga, Baylor, but there's not that one person that you're tuning in to see, I got to watch this team because of this person, like how Zion was with Duke, you know, a few years back. So it's 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 a very team-friendly, <laughs> team-friendly March Madness, and I like it. I mean, like you said, it's a, it, this is the best of how you do it. I mean, better than college football because – your conference doesn't give you that leg up on people. It's, it's you know, yeah, you might get a particular seating, even seating, but you put your particular, um, you know, I guess the West or the East doesn't matter because everybody's playing in the same place. So, sure. you know, that means nothing. So it's just like, no, you don't, you don't get preference because like a Duke would be like, let's say in the East or the South and barely travels or something like that. So, He's yeah. eleven playing field for everybody. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really thrilled. I, I, I like the way the, uh, the committee. I think they got it right. You know, there were some teams out there that felt like, uh, what was it, Bradley or somebody like that that was like twenty five and seven, mm-hmm. or something like that and didn't make the tournament. I, I think they made the NIT. Um, but there were some really quality teams that didn't even make the NIT tournament this year. And 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 instead of you know the NIT normally uh, normally does thirty two teams, but they only did sixteen teams this year. So I think the committees all the way around went out there and just got it right, and they got the best teams in there. And it's just that time of month. It's something about March that this this brings out the crazy in a lot of these teams, and you know, just happy to see. Would have loved to see Ohio make it, but you know somebody has to lose. Unfortunately, they didn't make it past that uh, this, the round of thirty-two. Yeah. So, hell, that's something that they can hang their hats on because they know they ain't making it to the to the next uh, to the next level. I think, but they did say the the point guard for Ohio was like the leading scorer in the country, and that he's like the one player that nobody knows about. 
Mm. He's gonna make it to the next level. But but let's be honest. I mean, the one thing about this, and I'm a, I mean, I mean, I don't know if y'all guys want something else to say before we um, go. But one thing about this is that it's still kind of missed that umph with the fans that's there. Um, it's still not the same. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the games are still memorable. The games are still worth something. Um, I will say this, um, but it's just the fans is not there. Um, but I will say this to the guy that um, was getting heat. I forgot from Ohio State that was getting heat on social media in regards to the fact that he missed the shot and Ohio State lost that game in the tournament. Um, like I get the fact that you know it's it's I get the fact that fans put money and stuff on um, tournaments and stuff like that. But to say the things that were said in regards to um, completely, you know, like threatening the kid and everything, um, I thought that was that was a bad move. I thought that whoever did that, um, telling them to go kill yourself and all this stuff, I think that was so immature. Oh, um, that well, that that happened to two West Virginia players too. Really? See, and uh, to be honest, I I guess we could talk more about this the next time. Um, but I think that's cowardice. Like, if you're in your feelings that much for you to, to threaten people um, who all they're doing is just playing the game that they love, like, I, I can't stand you for that, all jokes aside. Like, that should be – find your own niche. If you want to be upset about something, that's all well and good. But to make threats and stuff like that to players, these kids that are playing the game that they love, that enjoy doing what they do, so what they make miss the free throw. So what you lose money off of it. It's not the end of the world. Like, y'all really need to grab a grip of certain things and get a grip on reality. This is a reality check for you guys. Like, people should – they should have a law against doing – like, people doing this, um, posting it on social media. Especially to the kids' accounts, like it's 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 dumb. Sick. It's sick, yeah. It's sick mm-hmm. and dumb. Like bottom line, um, I ain't want to take too much time. I was I was about to get on a soapbox, but I know we're pressed for time. Um, so without, I mean, unless you guys got something to say, um, or okay, great. So <laughs> without any further ado, let the folks know where they can reach you at. Uh, you can find me chilling with Cobra Commander and Destro. I'm sorry, just joking. <laughs> uh, you, can reach me, you can reach me at uh, the Gram and the Gram and Twitter, J.E. Ross, the number seven. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963. Or you might just find me on somebody's list trying to get this damn vaccine. There you go. Um, you well, you can find me now that I'm leaving the over office. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am out quals. Twitter and Instagram, I am out quals. I was chilling out with Biden and um Vice President Harris, uh, just talking some things. We're trying to promote this this guy's talking sports podcast so that they can watch it and listen to it as well. Um, but, he wasn't um, listening to that when he was walking up the steps to um, Air Force One and stumbled, was he? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was that rant that you gave. <laughs> It could have been the rant that you gave or Ace gave a while back. Started busting out laughing and tripped up the stairs going up. Um, but I digress. Um, but we like to thank everybody for checking us out. Appreciate all the love and support. Oh, 
I forgot to tell you where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Twitter, Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Again, you can catch guys talking sports on every podcast out there available. Please check us out. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure if you have any questions, comments, please let us know. Um, we're on YouTube Live as well. So we'd like to thank everybody else that's checking us out on YouTube Live. Appreciate all the love and support. But right now, we're getting out of here because it's past our time. Um, until next time, next week, we'll talk more sports, talk about more free agency in the NFL. We'll talk about everything uh, sports-related because that's what we do here on Guys Talking Sports. So until then, wear masks. Make sure you practice social distancing. And for please, 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 stop hanging out so much without your masks. Like, going to clubs and stuff like that, we're not over yet. So just make sure. I get that some of y'all may be vaccinated, but take a step back. Relax, relax. Just pump your brakes. Wait till the summer. Summertime is almost here. Now that time, more people will be vaccinated, and then they'll let go of some more restrictions. But for now, Florida, Texas, handle your business. Stop being, y'all doing too much. Handle your business. Practice social distancing. Wear a mask. Still wear a mask. Y'all have any problems, yo? Y'all stay home. If you don't want to wear your mask, stay home. Keep it simple. So I, I really do believe he was hanging with Biden today. That sounds like some speech. That sounds like the end of his uh, every speech that he gives. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I was talking with I was talking with um, Vice President Harris, and she, you know, she was talking about her interview on CBS today, and it got me all amped up to say the same thing. So, without any further ado, you guys take care. Have a good night. God bless. Stay safe. One. She was a ski ween all over the place. <laughs> Shout out to AKA. <laughs>